0: Coming to you from the Golden State, this is the Art for Everyone podcast. Yeah. Bringing art back to the people, one episode at a time. And bringing you compelling guest interviews with inspirational artists. And now your hosts, professional artist and owner of Carini Arts, Michael Carini, and real estate guru, Vinnie Enriquez. Hi, everyone. Uh, Back at you. Art for Everyone podcast where uh, Michael talks to his artist friends talking about the the beauty of the art. And I come dumbfounded, not knowing what's going on, but still trying to kind of balance my way into this art scene. Thank you guys for being here. Michael. Well, you know, Vinny, the truth is, is that I
1: often feel like I'm living a life of imposter syndrome, too. So I, I feel like we're much more on the same level than you probably think we are. And that's the whole reason of the podcast, is we want to bring art back to the people. We want to make everybody feel welcome. And today's guest is going to be Clara Woods and her mother, Bettina. So I'll introduce them in a second. But I want to give a shout out to our sponsors real quick, because sponsors help make the show possible. So one of our, sw- our sponsors for today is Swap Ons. And Swap Ons are the coolest cases. For those watching on YouTube, you can see right now. But with one case, you have unlimited swap possibilities. You can change out your case on a daily basis to fit your mood. So you can check those out at swapons.com. You can also use code MICHAEL30, all caps, for 30% off right now on all swap-ons. And then our other big sponsor for today is Canvy. Now, Canvi is my favorite app for staging images of my art on backgrounds, which helps me very much in selling my artwork to collectors. So check out canvi.com or go to Canvy.com backslash Karini. To try Canvi Pro for 30 days absolutely free. But let's jump into the show because I'm really excited about our guest today. I want to just share her bio real quick and then I'll let her mother introduce her. So Clara is a painter, she's an artist and a model experience that experienced a prenatal stroke. And as a result, she can't read, write, or speak. However, she does understand Portuguese, Italian, and English. In 2018, with the support of her family, Clara was inspired by Frida Kahlo, her muse, to make her first exhibition. This exhibition took place in Florence, Italy, where Clara was born. Since then, Clara has made around 30 exhibitions on three continents, and in 2021, Louis Vuitton hosted Clara's art show at Art Basel, Miami. She sold over 700 paintings internationally and moved to California after receiving her American visa as an extraordinary talent. In Clara's world, everyone is invited to celebrate inclusion and diversity. Through her art and social media channels, Clara spreads the message that each one of us has unique gifts and talents to share. By sharing her own story, she inspires others to rise and shine. Clara's been featured in Forbes, Grazia, Arts Life, and other major publications. She is also the subject of two documentaries and has two children's books. She lives in Huntington Beach since Christmas 2020. But uh, enough of what I have to say. Let me go ahead and and give you, Bettina, a chance to to introduce you and Clara.
2: Yeah. Hi. Thank you for having us here. Uh, Clara was emotional, uh, listening to her bio. So, yeah, Clara had a stroke when I was pregnant, so I didn't know. Uh, And after that, she was born. Um, After some months, we saw some signs that something was wrong. And then uh, when we did the MRI, the doctor said uh, our our life would be a nightmare because her brain had a huge damage and they didn't know what would happen. But they say she will not be able to speak, to walk, to understand, to do mostly anything. And what's not true? So Clara can't speak, write or read, but she understands Portuguese, Italian English because I'm Brazilian and uh, she's Italian. And then my husband is Canadian, so he always spoke English with her. And then uh, when she was around 10 years, I was always worried like what Clara will do because I thought she would be able to write going to school, you know, and then didn't happen. So I said, what she will work because more she grew more, I realized that it's really hard to have a disability and a communication problem. So I was working with marketing and I said I will make Clara a digital influencer. She was 10. And then I started doing her social media channels. And after that, she started painting just for fun to do some activity. And I gave her the book of Frida Kahlo and she was in love with Frida. I think she had this connection like Frida could do even with her disability with her limitations so I can do and she was all the time uh, do you need help she was all the time with this book kissing the book and walking and sleeping with the book and then one night she showed me Frida in New York and she said mom I want to do my art exhibition is new in New York, as then I said, okay, let's try. It will be hard and it will be, you know, sacrificing. And I think that, yes, changed all our lives because I could have been said, no, you will not be able to do that. You are, You have a disability, it's impossible. And then we start working for her first exhibition So it was 2018 when we did her first exhibition, and then we never stopped. In the end, I sold my business to build her business, and uh, I was, like, tired of Europe. Uh, We we asked the visa. My dream was to live in California, so we are here today.
0: What, What kind of business did you sell?
2: We had a power wheelchair business. So we were distributing uh, power wheelchairs, but mostly it was really technologic. So the uh, people with disabilities could drive uh, even if they don't have movement with the hand. So we would adapt whenever they could drive with the head, with the foot, uh, connect domotics at home. And we had also um, uh, to go outside, a power wheelchair to go outside. And, yeah. And also there, the marketing was strong. So we had a really big Facebook community with more than 200,000 followers. That for Italy is really big. Um because we always spoke about like community, how to help each another.
0: Uh, sorry,
1: One of the things that I love about what I just heard is, is it you sound a lot like me because it sounds like you got this book and you just fell in love with it and you said, "I know who I am, I know who I want to be, I know what I want to do. And you just kind of said, This is how it's going to be. And you just decided to take control of your life and and how you were going to move forward. And it sounds like you're just not looking back. Like you're just straight ahead. I'm going to do all the things I want to do.
2: It's like this. Yeah. Yeah. I always say if Clara had all the brain, I would have a big problem. (laughs) I don't know. I think if he had full brain, I said, I don't know what would happen because she's so stubborn, like she wants something and she goes until she gets and, you know, so sometimes I'm oh, thank you, God, she has this thing. So it's easier.
1: (laughs) Vinny, it kind of sounds like me, doesn't it? Uh, I'm a little stubborn myself sometimes.
0: So you've been in the business, in the art industry for six, six years, Clara?
2: Five since 2018, yeah.
0: How, how much do you think the structure of your? Because I mean, it sounds like Betna, your your background, like with the handicap stuff and like the guidance and everything like that, you're really good at making lemonade out of lemons, right? Like,
2: yeah like i'm always like marketing and i grew up in brazil so it's a completely background where different background where we learn or we do things or no one will do for us you know we don't have any cushion like family or things so my dad had a company i learned a lot with him like Uh, always helping. And then uh, in Italy, I had this company for 16 years and I always loved marketing. So for me, it was like nature to make something with Clara in that stage. But I didn't know anything about the art market. So I learned together.
0: So how has it changed? Because a a 10 year old making decisions compared to a 16 year old, right, Clara? You probably Uh, know what you want to do now. So how has it changed basically the the direction of the ship, I guess, of where your art goes?
2: So with art, show what you say to us all the time. Mm So always Clara, always said, Okay. you can say anything, it's my art just, and we have very big fights because of that, because (laughs) I say, okay, but I can also give my opinion and then you can decide if you want to do or not. Or And she yeah. says, no, even the opinion we cannot <laughs> give. Uh, changed a lot because now she's more... Um, like conscious about what happened. She can understand more, you know, uh, also the meaning and the importance of a lot of things. And that's cool because she's also like, now we are working together in a collection for Valentine's Day. So before I would make probably take the drawings and say, this is for some, for Valentine's Day and that's it. And now I said, Clara, can you draw a collection And then she's working herself to do it. It, So it's much more working together and not just taking the artists, like the pieces and create something. So she helps me to create the storytelling, right? She helps me with titles because this morning, I said, I already gave more than 800 titles because she's almost in the nine, 900 painting. Oh, wow. And each one has a name. It's not no name, no name, no name. And each one has a history. And mostly I did this, but now the paintings arrives with names that Clara is giving. <laughs> so it's it's cool because it's much more all her, all process her and not us just, you know, um, deciding for her.
0: Before Michael gets into a question, I got one more question, Claire, and then Michael will go. Does the name come first or does the painting come first?
2: The name come first?
0: I didn't. So does she go, oh, I want to do... Uh, Christmas in the in the snow in New York, and then draw a painting that m- makes the name, or does she draw the painting and then thinks about the name?
2: <laughs> Mostly she, it. she draws and then okay. she thinks. Think sometimes, mean. uh, sometimes we work in some collections. So when we were still in Italy and we were in lockdown, then we sh- we did a list of paintings of themes of the pandemic so yeah. in that stage then it was more like this or we did also an ice cream collection so then she has the team but normally she goes free hmm. right <laughs> if i'm saying stupid things you say
0: <laughs>
2: well
1: and clara i have to say that you are extremely prolific, uh, the amount of paintings that you have done. And, and I have said for a long time that one of the real keys to success is as an artist is you really have to just be immersed in it. And you have clearly by the amount of paintings you've done, you have been immersed in the life, in the experience you've been making a lot of work. And I feel like that probably uh, has maybe helped your confidence grow. I mean, you're, you're a young lady. I remember when I was your age, Uh, the difficulties and the struggles that I had. And I know that for me, art really helped me to find my voice and to have an outlet and to kind of navigate the difficulties of just being a teenager.
2: How, what do you think? Do you think that it helps with your confidence or the art that you are doing and these things? How do you feel like you feel more like powerful doing the art and knowing that you can do it or or you don't know. Mm. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think for her, say me if I'm wrong, Clara, with her disability, it's really difficult when she see other kids doing other things and even her brother because the other day we had a big momentum in our home because she was sad and she said, now, David, he's almost 12 and he's growing fast and he's, he will be ahead of me. So, you know, in a lot of things that she cannot do or it's different for her. And I think when she's, uh, Clara, when you are in the studio, do you think like you can do whatever you want and it's okay, you don't mm-hmm. feel your disability? it's like this yeah so when she's in the studio she doesn't feel this uh, difference or you know things more difficult for her she can be herself 100 percent is that like this
1: And Clara, as somebody that has a, a neurological disability myself and and i didn't know it when i was a little kid but i i have tourette's and there's a speculation that i may be on the spectrum so my brain has always worked differently and i've had some traumas uh, concussions and whatnot and my slogan is don't be afraid to be different be afraid to be the same and for much of my life i felt like i was different from other people but i didn't quite understand and so I, i felt like my art allowed me to kind of create my own world and by creating my own world i kind of found my place but i i Felt like I could kind of welcome other people and include other people into my world that might feel the same way. Other people that might feel like they're confused or don't know who they are. And so I I think that art is a wonderful thing because we can open doors for people and we can bring people together and we can help the lost find themselves and help people find their voices. And I think that's a wonderful thing that you do with your art. And I because I know that you speak at schools, too, and you go and you talk to people.
2: Yeah, Clara wants to show you her T-shirt that says, I'm not my disability, my disability is part of my story. You can't control how we were born, but you can control how you live.
1: Absolutely. I, I love that, Clara. I, I feel like you and I are, are kind of very in sync in our missions and in the things that we do. I, I love that.
2: Yeah, we start going in school, so we we are doing a project with Jared. And uh-uh. Yeah, now it's kind of end of the year. Mostly it's any activity of these in the schools, but we, for me, it was really shocking because you know I have two kids, and we are like a good family, good family in the sense we have problems and things, but we always figure out. We are, you know, and then we arrive in these schools and we see so much things that. I never imagined can be inside a, a child of the age of my son or of Clara and things that were, were like terrifying, like uh, I'm fat and I'm ugly. And you see that girl and she's beautiful and like abusive situations, uh, bullying, but a lot. And sometimes it's even something big, but, their feeling is big and we don't give any attention. So I was, whoa, it's like, it's a big thing we need to talk about and try to understand. And I think Clara's story is a way of also breaking like that we need to be perfect. And in that age of teenager, see that Clara could do so many things even with all her problems. So walking not like everyone, she doesn't like people staring at her because of her hands like this, right, Clara? Uh the problem that she's not communicating, but in any case, she did so many other things, and I think this is a good message. Like uh, you can do even if you are different. Mm. What do you want to say? You can say anything you uh, want. Uh, uh. Okay, just uh-huh. note that you don't like me or <laughs> the-, mm. I? the car accident. Ah, uh-uh. uh, Clara wants, because she was looking the video you sent me about you, and she wants to know about the car accident.
1: So that was ah uh, in July, and uh, because of the legal side of it, I- I'm still not able to share everything, but, um, I was just coming home from the gym and it was a regular day and I live in a spot where the freeways merge. And so a lot of times the traffic stops and I've taken this route for 17 years because I've lived in the same place and I was just stopped on the freeway and I saw somebody in my mirror that was just coming full freeway speed and wasn't even slowing down and so I, I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna die. I really thought that I was gonna die. And um, so I've been struggling uh, with the traumatic brain injury. Um, and again, I, I can't say everything right now because of the situation. But but I guess what I probably can say because I, I it's hard for me to not be honest and share stuff with everybody. I've like I I feel like part of my healing process and one of the things that would allow me to heal from this experience would be being able to talk about it. So I feel like having the legal side of it is actually preventing me from mm-hmm. my healing journey, but my brain just has not really been the same. I've had a lot of difficulty with things from, uh, sleeping and, and night terrors, PTSD. Um, my, I just have a gaps in my thoughts. So where I used to have a lot of clarity and be able to express things and articulate certain things, sometimes that's not there. And, for me, I've always kind of been like a, on my own, like like not my family's not super close. I don't have a lot of friends. I have kind of had to pick myself up to take care of myself. And so I've always had to depend on myself and I've, and I've gotten stronger because of it. I realized, hey, I'm going to get as strong as I can so I can pick myself up, but pick other people up, too. And so this situation has been very scary for me because at times I have not known who I am and And to lose that, it's it's a very terrifying thing when the one thing that you're usually able to count on is yourself and to not know who you are in the capacity that you did before.
2: Yeah.
1: But uh, I have been doing a lot of work. One of the ways that I've been kind of navigating the recovery is a lot of the paintings that I've done since the accident have been about the trauma. They've been about reflecting on the experience of having a concussion. Or one of the pieces was about an MRI and like being in the MRI machine, which basically gave me a panic attack because of the Tourette's. It being confined in a space where I'm restricted and can't move, it sent me into a state of having a panic attack. So it there's a there's always so much more than just a, the experience. So like there's the accident, but there's also the trauma and the struggle of navigating the recovery journey too. And I think that's something that is oftentimes not.
2: Clara knows a lot about it. Uh, she did a surgery in April uh, to fix her feet because she had the toes really like this and she couldn't walk anymore and to fix the knee that was going inside. But she had really complications that we never expected. So, uh, she had dystonia that she never had before for like two or three weeks, no stop. And we didn't know what to do. Doctors didn't know what to do. And then uh, mostly we stayed one month in bed, no walking. So, so she stopped completely walking for almost three months. And, um, and then the food that was good had dystonia and it still has a little bit, right? so mostly the problem now is the food that was good that's not anymore good so clara was really brave to but it was a really stressed for all the family because we don't know what to do we feel like a lot um, not able to help because we don't know how and she also created a collection about it so about all the process of this time right <laughs> yeah
0: it, it, it looks um and correct me if I'm wrong does it's almost like you can you can read clara's mind a little bit right you're saying okay yeah. she's saying this and then you get confirmation saying clara is that right and she's saying yes right is does do, Clara? do you have that same connection with your dad or your younger brother or other people
2: it's more with me or this connection or also if dad and Davi or someone else more with me. It's strange because sometimes like I'm in the room and she's in the kitchen with someone and I see that she does one noise and I say, Clara wants to say that. And she say, yes. And it's just happened, you know, and uh a lot of things I, I don't know how to explain but it's kind I know beforehand what she will say Uh and we shouldn't do this anymore because a lot of people say you should not say to her that you understand so she will find another way to communicate <laughs> but life's really difficult already and I'm working full time like full-time seems 14 16 hours a day uh managing her all the things so i can't arrive home and say i can't understand you you know do you want to share about (sighs) okay she wants to share about my dad that uh so we moved here it's a long story So I decide I want to leave my company. I want to follow Clara. In three months, we say, OK, let's do it. Um, And then we start asking for the visa. And we thought it will be fast, six months, eight months. So we start traveling with Clara. Uh, She has exhibitions in Milan, London, Bologna, all over. So we are without house, just traveling with her. And then suddenly we say, okay, now we don't have any more exhibitions. We don't have a house. What we should do? And we don't have the visa. So we found a house in Florence. We used to live in Florence. That's a beautiful place. And it was Mm -hmm. the first time we were living in the downtown. So we could see the Duomo, all the art, all the Davide, all these things. And then we finally, then we were there and the pandemic happened. So my parents moved here to the US because my brother was living here for a long time. Uh, And they are waiting for us. We are there. So the pandemic hit. It's a mess. You know, Italy was the first country outside of China to have the pandemic. And... So we say, okay, let's not go to the West anymore because Carlo is Canadian, so we say we could go to Canada because we cannot spend all our money, you know, and enough nothing that we should do. So when we start doing the process, we got the visa, but all the the consulate were closed and the borders were closed, so we were okay, we have the visa, but we can't go. So what what is happening? So it was so stressful, then we found a friend of a friend that worked in the American Consul, and they present our story. So they gave us uh, like a paper that we could come in an exceptional way and enter the US, but we had 30 days to leave the country. So in 30 days, we need to do our bags and go away, like in the middle of the pandemic. Um, so we did a mega promo. We, we sold, I think, 30 <laughs> paintings of Clara in two weeks. It was crazy. And then we arrived here in Christmas Day, mostly in 2020. And then my dad was not feeling well. So in the end, in two months, my dad died because he had metastasis. And no, we didn't know he was okay. And then he was not. So for Clara, it was really traumatic because um, all this process, pandemic, then, you know, leaving, we couldn't even embrace our loved ones in Italy because we said if we embrace and then we have COVID, we can't go. So it was complicated, right, Clara? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a a lot to navigate, and and I mean, you're just uh, the way that you kind of dove headfirst into the art world. I mean, you mentioned all the places you've had shows. I've been doing this for a lot of years, and uh, I'm impressed with your resume, Clara. That's that's a pretty impressive resume you got there.
2: Yeah, she went to Japan in Kobe. She exhibits there. Then when she was 12, she was really small. Uh, She exhibited for the first time in Art Basel, not in Art Basel, but in one of the events. Uh, And it was really cool trip to come and to... And then she had her first painting sold in an auction. But, you know, I think the difference because... When Clara start, I always said Clara is an artist, and I always assumed this. She's an artist, and I will treat her like an artist. So since the first exhibition we had, like in a museum, you know, we had her catalog book, her postcards, her all things that merchandising that people could buy. So it's kind of a process, and of really believing that she will arrive there. And I never wanted to use her disability as like a buy because she has a disability, you know? Yeah. Buy because you like the art. And if you don't like, it's okay. And. In this, we didn't open a non-profit. We open a company that's much less advantage for us, you know. But then I say, so Clara now is an entrepreneur. She has half of the business with me. So the company is ours, uh, is hers. And then people will buy because they like. And sometimes it's difficult to people to understand because we are investing everything we have, all our money, our energy, uh, and people say, ah, oh, you are exploiting Clara because where is going all this money? Do she have a trust? Actually, all our money is going in her business. We are not working in other place. Uh, we don't get money from government, from family, from anything. So I need to create a profitable business that she can live after, but also we can live because we cannot not work in other place and work for her but people has this difficult to understand and i always say who will help us in the future or she goes to an institute or she will be with a babysitter like if i'm working all day so why we cannot work together so we will go and travel when we have an art exhibition I'm working with her and we are always together doing something, but it's really complicated that people get this because they say you need to do a trust. Uh, like we just saw the 5K painting. So the first Clara's $5,000 painting. But Good sometimes job. I'm always, do I say that or not? Because for us, it's a big thing. And then yeah, people- it's huge.
1: It's yeah. a big milestone. You should be proud of that. You, you should be very proud. I, i'm proud i'm proud of you clara
2: but people start saying where is going the money you are plotting her and like come on i work in like 14 16 we and we need to invest to make the business happen or someone just in sponsor us you know it's complicated in this case And we really, I think this thing also opening for other people with disabilities to believe in themselves, to Mm -hmm. believe that they can do and they don't need always to be the poor one or like to, uh... and also the approach. Sometimes people say, I want to help. And then they see the price of the paintings and they say, ah, it's too expensive. But we are investing, we are each trip we did, we need to invest time, money, you know, it's not just going to Japan.
1: It's I'm you brought that up too, because I think that that is, there's always outside criticism. I mean, even if you do everything right and you have the best intentions, people will always try I to know. criticize from the outside. But what I can say from the little time that I've known you is, is, I see the happiness and the empowerment on Clara's face, which tells me that this is what she wants to do. Like I can tell that it doesn't feel like she's being coerced into doing it. Like, like this is who she is. She's an artist and you're finding a way to work with what life gave you. I see the videos of you with your family activities. I see the smiles. I see and I see the joy and I feel the passion and and I think and- that.
2: Sorry to interrupt, but I always, uh, because you said something, you said I don't see you, like, uh, constrain her to do, but sometimes I need to. Because you know it's like she's a teenager, and like <laughs> I always say, if she would be a football player, it's okay, or a soccer player, then it's okay. Because society say that you know, if here in U.S. more, if you do sports, then yeah. you can do everything. But you can train in five hours a day. You need to eat well and do all these things. When I say this with Clara, because she has a disability, so no, she needs to paint, and and people say, ah, but. But you are too hard. No, she decides I want to go, let's say, to art basel to do an exhibition. Okay, someone needs to paint in these paints, not hey. myself, right? <laughs> yeah. So she needs, but then she wants to need to see Netflix. And I say, okay, how can so a lot of things I'm saying, like I'm doing is people think because of the disability, everything is excused you know, she cannot have this plan, uh, she's a poor girl. No, and I say, I'm sorry I'm your mom. Until I leave, you will see that you will be someone and you will not give the disability as I excuse to not do because you are capable, you have the capability to do, mm-hmm. and I know, so I'm sorry. And, and sometimes I say, I'm giving up, Clara, it's too much, right? But I can't. It's like.
1: Well, and Clara, sometimes for artists like us, sometimes we're just difficult to deal with because we want what we want when we want it. We have our way of doing it. Like we break the rules. So, um, Clara just uh, kissed her mom on the forehead for those that are uh, only going to get the audio. So, uh, (laughs) I think uh, I relate very much to Clara because it's one of the things that I deal with in terms of structure and i think that when you move into art as a business too it's a very different thing you need a level of structure if you're going to do shows if you're going to do events if you're going to travel because it does cost a lot of money so you need to have that business savvy you need to kind of be prepared to navigate the the different facets of the business and I think that one of the reasons that a lot of artists have trouble is because they don't have the ability to compartmentalize and handle the business side of things. So sometimes as artists, we need business
0: managers. I know. Well, the, well, the thing is, I mean, and I understand what you're, you're talking about. And I understand what people are talking about, right? I mean, you see the negative in everything, right? Right. And so like you hear that, what was that? The, um, the Britney Spears thing, right? Where her parents were her guardians till she was like 26 or 28 or 30, whatever the age was, right? I mean, how often are you looking into those things and trying to, I guess, protect yourself from mm-hmm. being those shoes in, in in ten years from now, right? Because it's kind of tough. Because you just said it yourself that yeah. you and your husband, this is your job. Yeah. Right. I mean, and like.
2: It's hard, and I read a lot, especially now with the influencer kids that yeah. has a lot of sorry the term shit outside. I'm I am i am always oh my god. I need to do things really right, you know, to not. But it's also hard for us because we don't have an instruction manual of what we should do. Like right now, for me as a woman and not a mom, it's really hard because we risk everything we have to come here. Like we were renew, Renee really. (laughs) renew we renew our visa and we were okay if they say no we don't have any other place to go we don't have a house in italy we don't have house in brazil my mom's here so i don't you know so it's kind um, because we believe and we want to be with clara but sometimes we will make mistakes in the way and it will have things difficult and all that. So I'm always afraid, like to give, to make wrong steps because it's about her, and not about like me, just me. But it's her ima- image, her things, and yeah, it's it's scary.
0: Is there a number? You, you, so you're almost at nine hundred, Clara. Is there a number that you want to get to, three thousand or something? I don't know.
2: We said, and when she's turning 18 in March to arrive, 2000 paintings. Yeah. 2000 or thousand?
0: no, thousand. Oh, a thousand. Okay, I was like, oh my gosh, she's going not get to work.
2: Thousand, uh-huh. it was all day long.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, so let's see. It's missing 100, uh-huh. it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs>
1: are you working predominantly in acrylics or what type of paint do you use clara acrylic oil
2: acrylic yeah she tried oil but it was a mess Um... (laughs) full of oil oil all the house i said no no more oil
1: (laughs) so clara i'm not allowed to have any nice clothes or anything nice at all because everything that i have gets covered in paint Even if I'm not painting, it still somehow gets paint on it.
2: Is it the same? Yeah. I'm like, can you keep just this without painting or something? Because we have events I need. Now I did a new technique that I buy nice clothes and then I make her paint. So when we have events, some of the clothes are painting. So I don't have anymore the problem of painting. getting dirt after mm-hmm. but a lot of people also stop to ask because they like the design so
1: yeah i've got a pair of painting shorts that i've had for 12 years and it's just layers and layers of me wiping my palette knife off on my shorts yeah. but um i feel like uh, they're kind of getting to the end of the road i've had to reinforce them and sew them up like too many like, times now
2: like- look we are tomorrow just for subscribes in the newsletter we are launching a limited edition of clara's uh, clothes that she paints on because people always say you should sell you should sell and actually we did sell one for 600 dollars. it was from acdc but uh, now since we have a lot of these clothes and we said okay let's do A limited edition, just, you know, who is really fun can buy one.
1: I love that idea. And it's fun, too, because art doesn't have to just be limited to a canvas. It it can be anything. It can be on anything. And and there's so many different directions we can go. So as you move forward in your career, Clara, um, I'm excited to see what other mediums you may try or Things
2: she is great now. She's doing a course. So she goes on oh. Monday. And she's bringing things incredible. Like um I don't have here, but with crayons. Or crayons, what's that? Clara? It's not crayons. It's like... Pastel? Yes. Just uh, like black. Okay. Charcoal. Charcoal? You yeah, charcoal. Charcoal. Yes, and it's really nice because it's a different style that we didn't know she has. I think the thing of Clara's arts that she's so eclectic and she can have so different styles, that's really cool. Yeah,
1: well, and as a young artist too, I think that it's important to, what I tell other artists is, is to explore. Because everybody says, oh, I want to find my style. I want to find my way. But the way that you find your way, the way that you find your voice is by trying a lot of different things. And all of my signature techniques that I developed were by breaking the rules. Like the, the technique like the technique behind me, for those that can see the visual, that I developed this technique by taking a brush that I was told, you need to hold it this way. And I decided I was going to hold it a different way. So sometimes we got to break the rules to, to learn new techniques and to find our signature style.
2: We said that you could do a painting date together because he is nearby here, he's in San Diego. So we could, uh it's two hours, one hour and a half. Uh Is it too long now? It's not long, we are used to. Uh, Okay, he can come also in your studio. Uh, Because we went to Oregon. You were afraid it was like Oregon. No, it's just one hour and a half.
0: Who who mostly buys your your, your painting, Clara? Mm -hmm.
2: We have like so many different profiles so we have collectors now uh the portrait of basquiat that we sold for 5k it's a collector so it's the 10th artwork they have as a family and they are in italy so we have like some people with disabilities that they are parents or grandparents of kids that they connect uh we have other artists we have a lot of businessmen that they see the story and they just buy because it's a problem selling for woman because woman needs to connect the art with the couch with the color of the wall and Clara's art it's not easy to combine because it's powerful it's different like it's really not an abstract sometimes not an abstract or something, mm-hmm. so we are successful also with businessmen that they just see they buy and they will decide after no, no. that you are going to Europe, okay, she wants to say that she's going <laughs> she's going to Italy after three years um not going. Uh, since we arrived here, we never went back. So it's the first time she will go with Carlo, my husband, and her dad.
1: Very nice. And I understand what you're saying about having work that's bold and expressive because I kind of run into the same thing where I use a lot of intense color palettes. And so for me, the collectors who actually collect it, it's a, it's a diverse group of people. But it's somebody that's emotionally connected to it. It has to be that emotional. Because a lot of times I have the same issue where my work may not always fit with the couch or the decor. So a lot of times it's just like, oh, I feel that. And so I'm going to buy it because I feel it. Because I don't yeah, work with a lot I of the neutral.
2: Like, I, I'm suspect. I love Clara's arts, Not all. So when I say I don't like, she goes in crisis. But it's okay that I don't like because, you know. Uh, she can do whatever she wants right Clara but I feel like sometimes I go to some exhibitions or things and you don't feel that even Frida Kahlo I can say I like her art but doesn't give me any big emotion like Van Gogh or Basquiat I'm like really feel. And sometimes I just cry in front of the the painting, you know. And I think Clara's art is something like that, because some of her abstracts is more neutral and normal. But let's say this one of Basquiat was really powerful, because one portrait that Clara does is never a portrait, like a real portrait. It's all subject subjective i don't know the word yeah yeah so it's it's really like or you like or you don't like i think mostly is like this how
0: how do how do you guys come up with the the price of your painting because we've had a different couple artists on here some talk about just strictly off of the time it takes them to do the work other ones just kind of like off the feel of it i mean how do you guys pick the price Uh,
2: we start using like the coif artist coefficient coefficient of the artists normally is done by galleries. so uh you take the the high and the we uh wide and then you sorry to say this in English is difficult for me. So you have some numbers that you need to find in base of the size of the artwork. Mm-hmm. So in that case, uh, she start with 0.1 and now it's around 0.5, 0.6. But let's say some collections like the Basquiat one, that's the art- artists of her uh, her heart, we put a more higher coefficient because had a lot of work, research, story. So I believe a lot in the storytelling of the the paintings and sharing this, sharing how it is. And so right now, this is the how we do.
1: You know, I do something similar to Clara, where I have my general kind of rules for like, square footage pricing. And and I based it on a number of factors, past history, what other artists are selling at what the gallery is doing. But there's some pieces that I make that I feel like, Oh, this piece is like really important to me. This is a marquee piece. This is like a signature piece that is connected to my soul. And so those pieces I sometimes price higher and if they don't sell, I'm like, okay, well maybe it won't sell today or tomorrow, but when it does sell, it'll sell for this because we as artists, we essentially choose the value of our work. We decide if I'm going to give you this piece of my soul, this is what it's going to be for.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think like this. And sometimes Clara doesn't alone, does not. But sometimes I cry when I need to sell something (laughs) because I love so much and I no, I can't believe like I'm I don't want to sell. And This Basquiat, I'm so glad, went for this family because I just loved him and I was, ah, and then this family is near to us, near not, but, you know, we are close, like we always speak, so.
1: That's something I've always shared, too, is that when I sell a piece and it goes to a home where I know it's going to be appreciated and loved and I have a good relationship with the collector... It always means so much. Like like I know the piece isn't going to get just put in a closet or on a shelf. I know it's going to be somewhere where it's going to be loved and cherished. And that just yeah. always makes me feel good.
2: I'm really like both business because the first Clara's teacher of art, she said, Clara... You just, you need to feel the art and you need to just, but she was not selling anything because she had this thing. And when I started selling Clara's thing, she was mad with me because she said, you are going to fast and this. And and I said, what should I do? Like people want, people like. And Clara, sometimes she says, these pieces I don't want to sell, so we don't. Uh, And then she says, now you can sell or not. So it depends on her. But I feel a lot when we sell.
0: How how many of the 900 pieces do you still have that you haven't sold?
2: Uh, Mostly the ones in the website. I think 50 or something like that. Are there any ones that you won't sell? Uh, We are keeping the first portrait she did of Frida Kahlo, the real first one. Uh, we are keeping some portraits she made of the family and of herself. Uh, yeah, we have some piece that I'm like in some years will value a lot of money.
1: <laughs> that's a lot of work that you're moving, though. I mean, that's a good ratio of work that you've moved into work in relation to work that's been created. Now, Clara... Are you, you're you're a young lady, so you may just enjoy making the art right now, or you may decide, hey, like, I always just want to make the art, and I don't want to deal with the business. Are you interested in kind of learning the business side of stuff that your mom's helping with, or do you just kind of never want to deal with that business stuff? Mm
2: -hmm. Good question. (laughs) Just art or learning about the business? (laughs) Mm. <laughs> just art um, uh, a little bit of the business okay
1: i i feel you because uh and a lot of people don't understand that that the making a living as an artist people probably from the outside looking and have this impression that i just paint all day but i i spend so much time doing the social media doing the communication doing the podcast there's days that i don't pay and There's a lot of times, Clara, I just want to wake up and I'm like, I just want to paint today. (laughs) I don't want to have to do the other stuff. But uh, yeah, sometimes in order to make it as an artist, it's like you either need to do the stuff yourself or you need to establish the relationships and find the people that can help you to navigate the different Clara
2: i think these years she did a great job because we start when she was 12 so we traveled a lot and you know speaking with people making pictures and also the social media content it's like it's a lot and uh, sometimes it's hard (laughs) like right clara we fight and she cries and and i always say clara you are so good in front of the cameras that Uh if you are just seeing goodwill we do so fast and everything but sometimes it's just bad will (laughs) but it's normal
0: um do you do you sign language too clara
2: answer Mm. A little bit. Like, it's complicated because uh, we learn some sign language in Italy that's completely different from the American. So each language, sign language, it's not an universal one. So the problem is that Clara's brain cannot organize well the words. So I can say to her, love, and say L-O-V-E. Uh, but she, if I say love, she, love, you know how to write. But it's just an example. But love, she cannot write the word. So with the sign language is also complicated mm, to mm, her. Mm. C L A R A A. Okay, she said Clara. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and as a family, we need also to learn sign language to be able to understand her, Uh, and it was complicated. So, we don't know, we are kind of stuck in the language pattern because she has also a tablet uh, with a software, but it's too slow for her, so if she needs to open it and she doesn't, the right side of her body is really weaker, so she cannot hold a tablet with both hands, she's Mm -hmm. showing. Uh, So if she wants to say something and she needs to take the iPad, find a place to hold, open the iPad and speak, it's five minutes. Uh, So we are really like trying to understand how to go from now on.
1: Now, Clara, one of the things that I love aside from art is fitness. I love the gym, and I saw the other day I love at the gym. gym, and I saw that you were on the treadmill and you were doing it all by yourself. So I have to say I admire the consistency and the work that you are putting in at the gym.
2: It's a drama. I will send her to you to do the the gym. <laughs> <laughs> here now because the neurologist said clara you need to see yourself as a super athlete all your life so we need to do this oh we God. are trying oh to. Oh so now my son finally he wants to go to the gym and we are going at 5 a.m in the morning so please clap for ourselves to go <laughs> oh my. Tomorrow we are going me he's going you are the problem oh now <laughs> Today we didn't go because he has a, a important thing on soccer so I said just rest because you need to do something important so How,
0: how, how do you balance everything out Clara you, you you're I mean selling 900 paintings or close to be 1000 going to the gym and then school I mean is there is it your schedule pretty lined up every day no (laughs) oh no it's pretty yeah
2: mine yes hers (laughs) no (laughs) no we try to balance like now she goes three times a week to school and it's the last year uh then monday she's doing the painting course Mm -hmm. that she starts in september And on Thursday, she goes just two hours in school. And then Friday, she goes. So we try to balance. Like this morning, we had an important meeting. So we went all together. Then she went to rest to be able to do the interview well. So I always try to make things knowing uh, what's good for her and how, but sometimes like we need to go to Art Basel. Where is this painting? So let's go and paint all day. It's, it's balancing, but mostly I try to do her and with the surgery, it was much more complicated because now she needs to do twice a week physiotherapy and going to the gym. So it's, put much more in our plate, because um, I always try to see her well, like, if she's well, you know, she needs to be well, and I don't want to push her in things that, but if you are traveling or doing things, we need to push, so we try to uh, sleep in the car or find this place where we know she can rest and get her energy again. Is do it? Heaven, have you, I'm do doing have a number or
1: now. Or, uh, <laughs> or any big goals or things that you're looking forward to coming up with your art?
2: Do you have with your art? And then I can say business with your art. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> anything,
1: just kind of yeah. where the where, where life just takes you where
2: wherever it lands, kind of thing. She wished she was like this. <laughs> no, we like since we are we are learning to live in America and everything, you know, also for Clara, so this year was really I even don't know how we survived it, so uh now that she's much better and going out of the surgery and everything i think next year we will be able to have more goals because this year was like surviving mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. Huh? Mm. do you have some you will still you will still want to go to new york to do your exhibition there mm-hmm. More or less. So her first goal was to have an exhibition in New York, as Frida did. So now it's more or less. Uh, uh-huh. uh, we don't have the money <laughs> to do the exhibition. Yeah, we need to sell more. <laughs> or we can find a sponsor, someone that bring us there. Yeah, so we were doing so many things, like we have afraid missing the opportunities. And then we couldn't focus in doing things. So I decided now we are focused in making the e-commerce work. uh, Because uh, we have a lot of visits on the website, but sometimes it's not the conversion rate. And I launched a digital course about how to dream big. So I said, in our experience, uh, we we risked everything. I don't know, you know, we dream big to do this thing with Clara. So I said, if I had someone leading me or be there for me, or just saying some important things, it would be so much easier for me because uh, it was hard. So I create this course uh, that's so connected with our story and that Clara, Carlo and Davi they also say what they thinking about procrastination, how to find your dreams, how so it's really nice because it's all the family. So we are working also to get this project out. And our goal is also to find partnership with brands. So we have long term relationship and we show like the brands are part of our life and not selling, you know, like. So I'm working in these three things and uh, Clara is ambassador for Shop Goodwill. That it's a nice thing. (laughs) So we need to create four videos a month. And uh, we have fun, it's always something different. And we need to shop in Shop Goodwill and find uh, always new and different. And then she create also arts with uh, things that she find there. So let's say uh, old Canva, then we buy and she create art. Mm -hmm. Now we did all our collection of band t-shirts, like, Guns N' Roses, Rolling Stones, and she painted. It was nice.
1: Yeah, I think that what you were saying too about the the e-commerce and the brand relationships, it's so important because that's a big driving factor in my operations because it's it's about building sustainability and generating the resources to do shows and to do events because they do cost money and traveling costs money and cost of living in California is not uh, cheap. And uh, the e-commerce can be tremendously beneficial because it can be a good secondary or passive source of income. And when you have paintings that may sell for like say 5,000 or a thousand or 500, and then you have maybe prints that are more economically priced, sometimes it makes it so that your work is more in a budget range that can work for them and you can kind of grow your brand.
2: Yeah. We have now a new collection coming up. So, uh, Clara has an iconic hamburger that it's a painting she did, I think, in three years or four years ago. So we created the collection based, not based, but inspired in in and out So we have the menu of in and out with Clara's positivity, changing, and also the hamburger. With, so it's the, and the hamburger was called Never Too Big. So we create never too big burger, and we are also launching a collection. Inclusion matters. Mm-hmm. So it's right written by Clara. Yeah, we are working in this to create because I personally don't like the merchandising, like when you have the painting and you just put like here, you know. Yeah. So Clara has uh, has drawing some Christmas characters, Halloween characters. So each one of them has a name and has a story. So in the future, we can do cartoons, we can do books with these characters because with the years, people will know them. So let's say we have Santa of Clara. Uh, He has ADHD and he uh, has anger problems with health, <laughs> but in the end everything's okay, but then people can relate, because it's not just the old Santa nice guy, but he's real, and he has, yeah. and then we have faith that there's no man, and he uh, loves, I I don't remember all, but all these kind of things that we try to bring for inclusion and diversity, so our idea is to create a brand also where people can relate and not always being, you know, a lot of brands that you say, I wish to be, but like, let's say brands of the Kardashian sisters, I like, but I'm not, feel, I always feel I am never will be like them, you know, yeah. because they think so. I think our proposal is that everyone real feel and find a character or something that they real feel like they are part of something. And I think it's so important, this message, because we were in a Parasurf uh, world champion here in Huntington, so it was all surfers with disabilities. And I brought Clara, and we have two or three girls with cerebral palsy uh competing, so they were surfing uh we and we had a boy, I think the name here in u s is darfism uh, oh dwarfism. Okay. yeah. So he was with Darfism and then he saw a Brazilian championship with the same thing. And this boy was 11 years and this Brazilian guy he's really good. So this boy was like looking at him. It was I was almost crying because the boy mm-hmm. finally mm-hmm. found someone like him mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, do you want to tell about mm. the seizure? Mm. Okay. Mm. And then it was like, this boy was so, so like, I have someone to look at it, and he's not perfect, you know? He's not like the coolest, and but he's like me. And Clara wants to share that one of these girls with cerebral palsy, she had a seizure in the sea during the competition, not this year. So then she had a huge brain damage, uh, more brain damage. And everyone said, you should stop to surf. And she said, no. And she lives in England. And she said, it's so cold there. that uh, the hat between uh, the hair and the hat it's ice because of the code and she serves and she got the gold medal this year. So it was really cool.
1: Yeah, I think that inclusion is so important. And as it pertains to art, I'm a big believer that being real, being honest, being vulnerable, that is where the beauty lies and you can never go wrong. So it doesn't matter how it aesthetically looks. If you were honest in your art, there is beauty there and uh, i think that your journey clara has been beautiful i love your story i love all the things that you're doing i'm excited to do a painting day with you at some point and i'll, I'll talk to your mom i'm gonna send you a little something in the mail too i got a little surprise i want to send you oh. but can we get your social media information so that people can yes. find
2: you? we are everywhere <laughs> <laughs> we can google clara woods <laughs> or you can just go instagram Everyone, just search Clara Woods, you will find her. If you want to search me, it's Bettina Genovesi, And I just launched also a five-day Dream Big Challenge. So it's five day Because I think the most important thing is to know which dream you have. And sometimes it's not easy to identify. Uh, yeah, and we are also doing the vlog. We can come and do the vlog with Mike. Yeah and film everything uh, and we are open to talk about to you know discuss we are really an open family because we think more we talk about things that are not nice or it's like a taboo more people can be educated and break the fear so yeah,
0: yeah thank
2: absolutely. you pharaoh art
1: yeah so someone just said thanks so much for sharing uh let's see where that comment go Thanks so much for sharing. I'm going to go follow Clara on my socials. So, yes, go follow Clara on the socials. And uh, for those of you watching right now on YouTube, we want to say thank you. We also would love for you to follow the podcast. And this should post in a few days on all the podcast platforms. And I want to give yeah. one more shout-out to our sponsor, Swap On. So check out Swap ons, the coolest phone cases. Check out Canvi the coolest staging app that I absolutely love and check out Edelman Fine Arts, my gallery in Little Italy. But uh, any last words, Clara, before we part ways for now? I appreciate you being here with us today.
2: Words, I want
1: tweets.
2: <laughs> it <laughs> always want tweets. Did you get an ice cream now after the interview or not? Like, Do you deserve an ice cream? yeah (laughs) um, uh. you are going with judy okay she's i should have a date night with carlo but i think i need to work so clara has a friend staying with her today i just want to thank you for the opportunity and for having us and that we could open up a lot of things and thank you
1: Thank you. Thank you for being here. And, and Vinny, you know, now that Clara mentioned an ice cream, I feel like I would really like an ice cream.
0: To have a metabolism of a, a 17 year old girl. Ugh. Oh, my God. I would okay. love to have that again. <laughs>
2: All All right. the time.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank you for being here, Clara. Uh, everyone, please subscribe. Please share and go like. Like Bettina said, you can just Google Clara artist. It pops up really easy. So anyways.
2: Clara Woods. Clara uh, yeah.
0: Woods. Uh, thank you guys. Please subscribe. Please share. Thanks for listening to the Art for Everyone podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. For more information or to connect with your hosts, check them out on social media. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.